Lunch Ladies is brought to you by East Morsel Intermediate School and Performance Coach English Language Arts. Guess what? Mrs. Van Sice is back and Mr. Villiard is out. This is the Lunch Ladies Podcast. Welcome. What are you eating today, Ms. Villiard? Um, I am having a roast beef and turkey sandwich with um, cheese and lettuce and then a cucumber and tomato salad. So much healthier than my last yep. episode. I'm eating about the same thing. I thought your biscuits sounded really good, though, and your hamburger helper. <laughs> they were tasty, just not as healthy as I would like. All right, well, first, let's have a word from our sponsors before we begin. All right. Today's podcast is brought to you by Nickelodeon. Kids, do you have a hankering for 90s era cartoons? Do you want to rock out with some Rugrats? You want to put Doug on your duds? Well, little time only in the student store. We are selling hoodies. We are selling t-shirts with all of your favorite vintage 90s cartoons on it. So it's first come, first serve. Please let us know what it is you would like. There will be a Google form coming out soon. Uh, but again, enjoy the podcast. Thank you. This message is not true. There is no actual thing in the store for selling this. Please enjoy the podcast. Thank you. This week, our topic is historical texts. Okay, remember we're talking about nonfiction here, so historical nonfiction. So what this is, is a text that's going to write about people and events from the past. So you might be looking for different facts and evidence in records from the past and writings from the present when you're looking at these types of texts. So some different types of historical texts are diaries, letters, newspaper articles, or a biography or autobiography. So an example of a diary from history would be like um, Anne Frank. That's exactly what I was thinking of. And not Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Right. right. <laughs> so it has to come from a time in history. Yep. Um, so thinking about nonfiction texts, the purpose that an author is writing a nonfiction text is to inform the reader of something. And in historical texts, the author's purpose might be to inform the reader about different people, events, or ideas from the past or in mm -hmm. history. Um, this reminds me a lot of the Titanic in fourth grade when we studied the Titanic. Mm -hmm. And what we often learn from historical texts that, um, you know, a lot of times the author's trying to persuade us to take action. So mm -hmm. like in the Titanic, there was action taken after that event um, to improve safety on mm -hmm. um, ships. An author's point of view is how he or she considers or observes a topic or event. A quick word from Mr. Meadows before we continue with our show. If beauty was starlight, I'd shine from 10 billion light years away. And now back to our show. All right, so next we're going to go into text structure. So text structure is how the text is built or organized. Um, so we have some different text structures that we would see in a historical text. So one of the first ones is a chronological structure. So this is putting the events in order. So even if a historical text is something like a biography or an autobiography, it's still going to probably follow a chronological structure. Um, Another, Anything else about chronological, or is that 
No, but just saying, yeah, it it presents the ideas and the concepts and the time order. So often historical texts um, will be in order of dates that relate to the events that Mm -hmm. the author's talking about. And then sometimes in historical texts, when you, they would put it in compare and contrast structure. Um, An example of that might be a social studies textbook where they would compare and contrast people or places before and after a time an event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an example of this in our class right now we're reading Esperanza Rising and so we're spending some time talking about the Great Depression and we're looking at some historical texts that show us this is what the country was like before the Great Depression and then we we could contrast that with what it looks like after the Great Depression. That's a great example. Yeah. Um, cause and effect text structure, an example of that might be a president's speech where he he or she is explaining the reasons for signing a bill into law and how that might follow. Um, that might be a cause and effect mm-hmm. text structure. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, and then we have problem and solution structure. So this is going to present a problem and then explain how it can be solved after that. Um you might see some words here that are say that is talk, are talking about reasoning in order to so that to help describe that problem and solution structure. So an example of that might be an article explaining how like an ancient city had limited water, so it built um, aqueducts and fountains to bring the water <laughs> that um, into that city. So that would be an example mm-hmm. of text structure. Okay, so this is your favorite part of the segment. This is called What's Trending, and today I am here with Mr. Dumford and Miss Tapper. What's up? Hey, guys. And they're going to fill me in on what is trending. So what word are you going to teach me this week? Uh, this one's kind of old, but lit. Okay, well, what does that mean? It means, like, really exciting, um, really, it's popping, you know. Oh, it's popping. Yeah. <laughs> really All right. Awesome. <laughs> there you really go. You're awesome. getting two. Getting two this week, so popping and lit. Yeah. Okay, so like, help me out. When would I use that in a sentence? Like, give me a sentence I might use that in. Like that activity that we just did was really lit. Oh, I really enjoyed like that, that. ELA activity yeah. was lit because all of our activities in ELA That's are right. lit. That's right. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys. I hope you guys have a great week, and I hope you enjoyed what's trending. So last week we talked about text structure, um, but we also talked about text features and graphic features. So this week we're really going to hone in on graphic features and study that just a little bit. If you look at that very first one on page 100, it's a timeline. That's an example of a timeline. Mm -hmm. And this is also an example of like chronological order because it's in order from time, Mm -hmm. um, starting with South Carolina on December 20th, 1860. The way an author might turn this into a text is they might have a heading South Carolina and then in that paragraph they would explain what happened on December 20th 1860 then their next paragraph might be Mississippi and in that paragraph they would describe what happened on January 9th 1861 Mm -hmm. but there's more than just timelines yes so there could also be a graph that could show facts or information in a visual way so on page 100 on the bottom you see there is a graph that shows the population of new york from 1800 to 1900 so what you can see from that is that the population grew a lot from 1800 to 1900 i really like both timelines and graphs because they present the information in a way that's easier for me to understand so you'd if be I'm a visual looking at it. yeah absolutely sometimes that's easier than just reading something and having to understand it Definitely. 
definitely. There are a couple other types of graphic features. So there's a map. Ms. Villiard, what, what can a map do for us, or what, what would you see on a map? Um, well, I think that a map could be helpful if you're not familiar with that area. For example, I just read a book on um, Australia, and I wasn't really familiar with the area of Australia. So it would help me to know what's going on in the story if I had a map to go mm -hmm. along with it. Yeah. And then what's a flowchart? Okay, a flowchart shows the sequence of steps in a process or how things relate to one another. So this makes me think automatically of the water cycle and science. Oh, great the, connection. The water cycle definitely shows a flow chart. And this here is perfect, talking about the Great Depression. On page 101, that flow chart shows the economic cycle. So depression, expansion, boom, recession, that's just going in a circle. So a sequence of steps. Thanks for listening to our podcast on historical text. Tune in after spring break for our next edition of the Lunch Ladies podcast. Thanks for listening at our show. All right, Miss Fansize, keep it 100. Hundo P.